0: What is up, y'all? Welcome to The Stack. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And on The Stack, we talk about a bunch of books that have come out this week, kicking it off with Infinite Frontier, number one from DC Comics, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Zermonico. So this is not exactly kicking off of New Frontier, but it is... I guess it's like the event before the event, right? Like it's the pre-party yes.
1: before what? the party is basically what's yeah. happening here. It's That's how a- I party. I have a pre-party, a party, of after-party, and then an after-after party.
2: Right. And, after and then the party- there's post. Yeah.
1: And then we go to post where we just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we edit the party down. Yeah. Work to ADR, the yeah. ADR the party. All of that stuff. Um,
0: so this is this give it off a little bit of, uh, if you remember the old school DC series 52 vibes, where we're getting a swath yes. of the DC universe. It's going to slowly come together with big event uh, and new enemies and old enemies and threats to this multiverse of multiverses. But what did you think about this kickoff here?
1: Uh, I like this um I liked uh a lot of the flash stuff I like this sort of um world the the world zero that's at the center and um a murder mystery I feel like a lot of d c events start with a murder mystery um in this uh, similar fashion uh, and I liked a lot of sort of the short <laughs> little bits we get in here I like bones I like old skullface he's here yeah um, I, I like pre- i like president Superman
2: mm-hmm yeah, uh, the present Superman was fun. I also liked how Batman uh, put, uh, kicked uh, Captain Carrot. That's fun. the The art is really unbelievable, especially that like uh, we went like outside of the diner and we saw this like giant punch move. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I feel like as a giant event, I'm glad it wasn't like just talking about all the infinite options and all that stuff. We kind of got to the heart of the matter, and so it doesn't seem.
1: So kind of confusing and huge, so I appreciated that. Let me ask you this. What, what do you think about Psycho Pirate? I feel like Psycho has been this character that everyone's like, he's very powerful. His name is Psycho Pirate, And he's <laughs> is very scary, important. It's a scary name. He's meant to be taken very seriously.
0: Is he, though? I don't think so. He's always been this kind of cringing, flunky guy. And I think what they're trying to do here is power him up a little bit.
1: I feel like he's been powered up in the in Batman lately. Psycho Pirate's been just like wildly powerful. The whole uh, Tom King's Bane run, Bane, Psycho mm, Pirate was right. like at the core of that. And it's yeah. just like, who is this? Who is this pirate? Was he a psycho first and then like got into piracy mm-hmm. or is he a pirate that went insane? I think uh, that's it. The second. Question.
0: Yeah. I think it's <laughs> the second one. I, I like this issue as well. The only thing, and this is barely a criticism, but I just need more of it. It's it, like a lot of the 52 stuff. It doesn't stand as its own as an issue. I need to see where this story is going and how these things build. But as a, a taster menu, I thought it was very nice. A taster?
1: Mm-hmm. You got a little taster?
0: Yeah, I gave a little... Well, there's going to
1: be more coming in uh, issue two, Alex. Yeah, exactly. What? what are you talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. That's the thing. first
0: time I've read comics. That's the yeah.
1: thing with comics is it's sort of a sequential medium. Like, Yeah, you, exactly. Um, you got to wait you for the next one. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah you're, you're used to other stuff like um, like paintings, which are usually often the very... There's no... No, those
0: here. are a sequential medium as well. If you walk through the museum, they tell a story. I wow. just
1: I'm not oh I'd be curious to talk to you after yeah, lay off trip. the acid, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> next up speaking of which talking about that exactly gamma flight number one from marvel written by al ewing and crystal frazier art by Len medina this is spinning off of the immortal hulk following the team here as they go on gamma mysteries uh yeah i wasn't sure how this would work i wasn't sure if it would work outside of immortal hulk but i do think this team works i love the cliffhanger at the end Bringing back an yeah. old character I that hasn't been used in Immortal Hulk yet, and I hadn't even thought about, so it was a nice surprise. Um, but hooking a series around the Absorbing Man and Titania and other ca- weird characters like that is a good place to start.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. Like I, I mean Al Ewing's on this as well um, as a co-writer. So like the the vibe he's created in Immortal Hulk to have it sort of extended out where it's a little less horrifying, a little like funny in a way like Mm -hmm. uh, this reminds this book reminds me of like an adult swim animated show
0: well specifically the stuff with rick and whoever the glowing green guy is when they're playing video games yeah that was a little
2: see this is like i have a hard time with this because like i don't want to watch my heroes play baseball in shorts you know what i mean i don't want to watch people get Full pants
1: full pants please
2: no, my point is I don't want to watch my character heroes like get angry and throw the controller. That's the shit I do. I know I'm a monster. I don't see need that represented in the comic book. Uh, it's hard to watch the downtime hangs and then Dr. Sasquatch be an asshole and think he's relating to somebody, but it's like, you don't know what it's like kind of thing. And it's like, Oh man, this is tough. Like the in between panels, I feel like is what we're getting here. And it's, it's some tough stuff, but. Uh, it's a good team, so I'll I'll you know check it out again. I do want to ask you a spoiler question, Pete,
0: because I'm curious. So anybody who doesn't want to know spoilers, turn away. But at the end, we get the reveal that Scar seems to be the villain of this book. How'd you feel
1: about that? I mean, Hulk's son. Do- yeah, not, I mean, not do, Scar from not Scar from Lion. What are
2: you Lion asking King? me? Do I love Greg Pak? I love the stuff. What is with
1: your Scar. favorite
0: song that Scar has in the Lion King? That's the question I'm asking. <laughs> and why is it "Be Prepared"?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's everyone's favorite. You know when the hyenas march like Nazis for some reason? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it gets real weird real quick. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, the. This is the kind of thing where it's like, I get a little weird about spinoffs. It's like, do do I need this? Uh, but I'm going to check it
1: out because it's
2: an amazing team.
1: But Pete, do you like Scar? This is the, uh, yes. to just, to, just to define it, he's the Hulk son from World War Hulk. Yes, of um, course I do. Who came back after that and it, it seems to have some maybe dad issues. Yeah, yeah. and now he has I some mean, fingers
0: coming out of his head. What do you think about the fingers coming out of his head? That's not cool. And
1: you, That's, look- it's called Growing Up. That's, yeah. that's pubic hair, first of all. <laughs> He's got head fingers. Ooh, see your up, head fingers are coming in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Stray Dogs, number five from Image Comics, written by Tony Freaks, go. art by oh, Trish Forster. This is the go. last issue of this series. There is going to be another one after this that they're working on. But this is, like we talked about a lot, a murder mystery focusing on dog characters, uh, very animated Don Blue-style characters. I thought this was phenomenal. I don't think anything has made me cringe and made my stomach turn as much as this book over the course of five issues in exactly the way that
2: they wanted to. I All right, so in the last issue, it really took a very dark turn that was like really hard to read. And then this issue, they kind of deal with that in a uh, in a good way. In an interesting way, but they break your heart in a different way. And it's just like it's hard because the anime, the the art of it kind of gives you this like Disney kind of animation vibe. But then it's dealing with such harsh shit. So it's a it's tough to take. It's an emotional roller coaster and they should put some fucking warning labels on
1: these fucking issues for sure. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Um, I mean, to sort of speak to both those points, this is one of the tensest reads that we've had in the stack in a long time. And it is very good. Like I thought, this ended super well, um, and just a great series. Uh, But Pete, your complaints um, make me think. Like, would you be on board? You're a cat guy. Would you be on board? You would be on board for a book called "Stray Cats," where a bunch of cats are uh, owned by a serial killer, and the cats don't give a fuck, and they're just happy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The the cats just sleep. (laughs) Wow, that's fucked up. But yeah,
0: it's interesting. Good question. I'm very interested to see how they extend the life of this series into a new one. This is great. Definitely pick this up and trade, but just be prepared for Be prepared for Oh something. my <laughs> god. Very tense. How did you do that? I don't know uh heroes return number one from marvel written by jason aaron art by ed McGuinness. this is ending this mini event that has been happening on the adventure side of the world we checked in with the first issue or two but haven't really checked in with the rest of the event um, but that all said what did you think about this issue and how do you think it wrapped up
1: well how do we feel about our boy um colson being the bad guy here yeah uh, well, first off, the
2: art's unbelievable. A lot of amazing action. And as we all know, babies hate it when you call them babies. So mm-hmm. fucking knock it off.
0: Okay. Oh, it wasn't more than that.
2: Okay. Yep.
1: <laughs> That's the only takeaway from this book, I think. I uh, anyone with any sense. Um, what I like about this is this is the Jason Aaron's Avengers run. It's that exact yeah. vibe just continued on to this even more heightened wild crossover uh, that gets the Squadron Supreme sort of mixing it up with the Avengers. Um, It, uh, I would be curious what the move from here is with these Mm -hmm. characters uh, because they they leave um, a number of them in a certain place and it felt like they were just, just smashing all of this um, and moving on. When I sort of, I like the Squadron Supreme characters. I like what they represent in the Marvel universe. Um, And I'd be curious if they could sort of stick around.
0: This is an extremely dumb comment, but I'm going to say it anyway. I would have liked this a lot better if this was just an arc in Avengers. I think... The expectations of splitting it off into its own event with spin-offs and one shots and everything put too much weight on a story that is like a lot of the stuff that Jason Aaron has been doing in Avengers. Very fun and very much like this is big universe moving stuff that I'm treating like a lark in a certain way uh, from the Phoenix to Vampire Wars to all these other things. They're fun to read, but yeah. it's not... It's not like game changing, universe changing, even though it does leave it in those places. I, I don't know if I'm making sense here necessarily, but that was the thing that kind of helped me back from, held me back from loving this thing. Is like if it was Avengers forty five, I'd be like, "This is fun," and I really enjoy this issue. As Heroes Return number one, it was lacking a little something in terms of the event nature. Oh,
1: interesting. But there you go. You don't Senior try. You stars- don't really. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say the pandemonian cube is too much for you. Yeah. Exactly. Pete, what did you think about 616 Mephisto's? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that was that was really awful. But I did think it was They're coming agree, for all the marriages. Uh, well, <laughs> that's awful. But I do think that, like, I agree with you. I think it's fun, and I think the art reflects that in a cool way. And I really like the team. Um, I, you know, I don't know as far as events go. I, I still think it's a great, a big event. So I enjoy yep. it. Sea of Stars, number ten from Image Comics, written by Jason oh, Aaron and Dennis
0: Hollam, hard to talk Stephen about Green. this. That's a great idea. Why don't we do that? Okay, that's great. what we're doing. Yeah, uh, I. You know what we should do? I'm just gonna throw it out there. What if instead of just talking about comic books for no reason, we hosted a podcast where
1: we
2: were. That's them? interesting. Wait, guys, guys, guys. That what we saw in this issue wasn't like that wasn't real, right? Oh, real like quick,
1: that, real quick, real quick. Before we get to the issue, like yeah. I was gonna go a different way. I think we should name a comic and then just like play sound effects and like. <laughs> And we can really just yeah, like, move on to the next yeah. comic. Well wow. exactly. That's a great or idea. instead of reviewing, I could just shout about how babies don't like to be called babies, and that's the only comment I would have.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a smart You just chime in with what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that this isn't this isn't real. Like we're gonna find out in the next issue it was like a dream that happened, and this what happens in this issue it isn't really sticking, right? What specifically you're referring to? I don't want to spoil anything here, but I was like, no, I don't want the dad to go out like this. Like, this is fucking heartbreaking. I don't think the dad went out on this issue. Maybe I
1: missed that. Justin? Uh, No, I mean, that's definitely the implication, but I do think there will be more... From the father. We do have a to-be-concluded at the end of this issue. So I think um, that will happen. So uh, the father is will be referenced. And I think there's yes. a way, based on what sort of the events that happen, that he uh, will be heard from. But, um, but just, just to talk about this comic real quick, co-written by um, Jason Aaron and uh, back-to-back Jason Aaron books, um, and Dennis Hallam. Um, we had Dennis on the show a while back, and he talked about their process where they – sort of split the book in half and then mm-hmm. write it separately, which I thought was so interesting. And reading this issue, it makes a little bit more sense in this issue specifically. Um, but... Uh, in general, I think that would be so hard to do a, any sort of comic, yeah, especially exactly. one with with such emotional weight to every issue.
2: Well, it just seems like we've had this crazy adventure where, uh, you know, the son gets separated from his father, fighting to get it back, fighting to get back. And then we finally have one issue when he gets back and then he's just all over. I was just kind of like, no, it can't be like this. It can't happen like this. Uh, like
0: Justin said, I think there's going to be some rev- resolution here in the next issue. Also, shout out to Stephen Green art, which all the creatures and everything are absolutely gorgeous to look at. This is a great book. Next up, Batman Reptilian, number one from DC Comics, written by Garth Ennis, art by Liam Sharp. Um, I want to do a specific shout out here to the note that Liam Sharp put in the front of the issue that... Mm -hmm. Got me more emotional than I think anything else in the stack this week because Mm. he's talking about Steve Dillon was supposed to draw this book for Garth Ennis. They've had such a long collaboration, Mm. and it was so hard for him to draw this because the entire time he was thinking, oh, I got to draw like Steve. I got to look like Steve. I got to do this for Steve's memory. And that he realized at a certain point, Steve would say, no, draw like yourself, Liam. So Just really beautiful, sad Steve Dillard, obviously taken way too soon, um, but just a wonderful tribute right in the front there. Uh, And then you get into the bulk of the issue, of course, which is Batman dealing with a new threat. We don't know exactly who it is, though. It's probably Killer Croc, (laughs) given the title of the book.
1: Uh, Not not necessarily. There could be other reptiles. Uh Yeah, exactly.
0: Sure, could be anything. But that's not what this book is about. It's mostly about Batman's methods and whether he's going too far. As usual, well written, really well drawn, uh, just a very good Black Label book. What did you guys think?
2: Yeah, I thought it was very touching, the note in the beginning. Uh, but it was also, after reading that, it was also really weird to kind of picture if Steve did draw that book, because it's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm happy with the way it looks. Uh, I think it's a very unique kind of look to it, and especially the way they kind of, like, uh, uh, draw people and, and focus on the faces. Um, and it's also weird to see Batman, like, showing up at courthouses and, like, you know, defending himself and be like, well, actually, guys, you know, it's hard being Batman. Uh, you know, you shouldn't just judge me here on the steps of the courthouse. I don't know why we're all hanging out in the day like this. this is weird for me. I, I, it was weird to see Batman out of his element like that, but um, well, it's an interesting sort of, idea
1: he sort of is a villain almost in this book. It seems yeah. like like he's like one of the rogues gallery, as opposed to the person, the person that the rogues gallery is, is fighting against. Uh, and speaking of the rogues gallery, I think it's on page 20. There's this great just panel of uh Joker, scarecrow, Clayface, uh, poison Ivy. That is just awesome. And uh, it really just goes, it points to the fact that Liam Sharp's art is really the, yeah, it's really uh, the standout here. Like very cool. Um, and I'm curious what we don't really know, but what, Area of Batman this book's going to carve out As in the world of like Does he go too far Like it seems like he does And it seems like we're going to find I hope we find a new area for that to be about
0: Next up Vinyl number one from Image Comics Written by Doug Wagner Art by Daniel Hilliard This is a wild book About a I guess you could say a serial killer Maybe saving a FBI agent, I guess, from a serial killer cult or something like that. But there's a bunch of weird stuff that happens in the middle. The real standout for me in this was the art, which I thought was awesome and bloody and gross and cartoony all at the same time. What do you guys think?
1: I agree with you. This feels like um, some middle world, like, invincible style art. Mm -hmm. Uh, But just like... A little more detailed because uh, the the blood really reminded me of Invincible. So I was like, ha just Invincible blood. There's lots of it. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no, this is a this is horrifying, um, uh, especially like when we get to the end. Uh I'm not sure. This is one I want to reread when a second issue comes out to be like, OK, now I see what's happening here because it's a little like I don't quite know. It
0: feels to the point that you're saying, it almost feels like Invincible meets Casanova a little bit, which is, right. it, it doesn't have anything to do with the plot of Casanova, but just that was another book that I was like, I'm very into the vibe of this. I don't know what's happening right now.
2: Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I was just really impressed with the kind of like, the way it was set up and the action and the reveal, really well done in a, in a way that we read a lot of comics, but it was just and given us information in, in all the right kind of ways and moved so well where you're like, wait, what's happening? And then all of a sudden some big kind of reveal, and you're just like, holy shit, I'm deeper in this than I thought I was. Yeah, I was just really impressed with the kind of like storytelling that was happening in this issue, and art is fantastic. Next up,
0: Fantastic Four Life Story number two from Marvel, written by Mark Russell, art by Cheyenne Isaacs. Justin... You've been really enjoying this. You want to talk about this one?
1: Uh, yes, I really like this. This is um, Mark Russell's a writer we talk about a lot, uh, someone who pushes um, the satire, the comedy of a lot of, his, uh, a lot of his books to really make a point. Um, and in this, it's not a, a real comedy book. It's not like trying to make a larger political point. I feel like what Mark's done with this is really look at each character, last issue focusing more on the thing, Um, and this focusing on Reed and Sue and really trying to make a big point about their core uh, sort of values and flaws. And uh, we get to see that pushed sort of further than we have in a lot of regular comic, regular Marvel continuity. And I really appreciate it. The uh, Namor, Reed, Sue stuff in this book, I was like super into and very curious to see it go on into the next issue.
2: Um yeah this is kind of scary because it's kind of what I've wanted. I've always hated the way Reed Richards treats Sue, and you kind of really deal with that in this issue, and what happens is kind of like, Oh no, oh
1: you know you but, love the way that you love the way that Namor treats people,
2: yeah, that's the thing I'm saying sue Namor's an awful person, what are you doing uh but
1: um but those little wings, huh? Little uh, sexy, little, oh, sexy, little ankle wings. I'm not, I don't. I'm, here. I'm, I'm not, here not here gonna,
2: you know, tell somebody how to live their life, uh, and I don't want to do that. I just would like Sue to get some goddamn respect somewhere and uh, be happy. Great. Yeah.
1: Uh- Oh, interesting, so, Alex. I thought you'd have a sort of a, more of a take there.
2: Uh,
0: no, just... no, no. I really like this quite a bit. I thought this uh, was better than the first issue. I think the thing that was holding me back was I was expecting a regular Mark Russell funny take on this. That's not what this is at all. Um, I like the overarching thing of Galactus being a threat. I thought the riff on Doom was good. I do... I actually think they could have gone even farther with Sue and Reed, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it was a nice thread through the issue but it it felt like 20 percent underplayed for me i wanted it to blow up even in a bigger way
1: wow. well i don't want to keep reminding you of this but there is another issue where they might <laughs> well, <What>? actually no. <laughs> touch on that. this isn't no. like when you're walking to the museum and you're like wow i can't believe that david uh is done <laughs> that stuff.
0: yeah that was great i was just getting into it
1: do you think when Neymar or any Atlantean is like, you know, having sex, it's like, mm-hmm. just try not to kick my little wings? Because it really oh, hurts. Yeah. It really hurts when you kick my little wings.
0: Man, this is a really Rick and Morty adjacent conversation, <laughs> given
1: the, <laughs>
0: the fans of the week. Pete knows what I'm talking about, right, Pete? Oh, man. Pickle Rick! Nope. <laughs> uh, please don't do that. Yeah. No, Mr. Dimbus, but it's all right. Anyway, Shadecraft number 4, Image Comics. There was a character on this week's Rick and Morty who was Namor straight up, named Mr. Gumbus, and he Mm -hmm. ends up having a threesome with uh, the main couple. So it's actually very applicable. Shadecraft number 4 from Image Comics, written by Joe Henderson, art by Lee Garbett. I am super into this book, which I didn't know that I was going to be after the first issue, but this is about a young girl who finds out she has the power to call shadows. In this issue, she finds out she's not the only one and goes on the attack.
2: To you want to talk her about
0: sh- Shadow Brother. Um I like this uh, quite a bit.
2: You want to talk about emotions. This one was the one that I'd got love me. I to talk about emotions. Go ahead, Pete. Well, you said uh or an earlier one in the stack is the one that got you emotional. This one was the one that got me um was kind of reveal of uh you know that she's not alone. And also when she said goodbye to her own shadow, that was emotional. Mm -hmm. I thought this was a great issue. I'm really loving how this comic is evolving and how with each issue, we're getting to know more and more in all the right ways. And the art is just fantastic. I've been enjoying this.
1: I agree. I just want to quickly shout out the dialogue I've really enjoyed in this comic. Yeah. Oh, no
0: specific dialogue, just in general.
1: Just yeah, truly really a well-written oh, okay. dialogue. Right. Like this this scene at the end, um, I thought was yeah. really like just it's a little bit cooler uh, re- dialogue as, as opposed to other comics.
2: Yeah. And also, the you know, I'm sure, you know, with your families, you guys have dinner conversations where you talk about your powers and stuff with your family. So, yeah, yeah I thought that was real great dialogue there. Felt like
0: a real family dinner. Yep, I have the power to be very tired all the time. Checkmate number one from DC Comics, written <laughs> by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Alex Maleev, reuniting the Team Supreme to tell the story of detectives in the DC universe coming straight for Leviathan.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this feels <laughs> like a continuation of the whole Lois uh, kind of Leviathan thing. And so I think so, that's yeah, what it is. So it feels great. It's like, that was fun. Let's keep it going. Let's get the band back together. Justin, you seem a little Check mixed mix. about this.
1: Uh Good. That's a great thing to shout. Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> Leviathan stuff just never really hit with me, and this feels like it's continuing the problems with it. Where it's like still a little confusing about like what what that means that the Leviathan has taken over all these other organizations, Um, and uh, I really Manhunter. I don't know. It means it means checkmate. Yeah, it definitely does mean uh, checkmate. Uh, (laughs) I like Lois Lane, and I like the new sort of more aggressive role she has in the DC universe. Hell yeah. But I, I just the rest of the stuff. I Manhunter, I can't get behind. I used to love Checkmate when Sasha Bordeaux was in charge. Just of Saying it wrong. No uh, I want the Checkmate. I want to have her back. <laughs> um, I the Damien stuff. I think is fun here, but yeah, um, just in general, the uh, sort of story area of this comic i'm not super psyched about
0: mm. i like bendis and believe together uh, of course they're great they're a good team so it's a nice looking book the dialogue is fun this is definitely in their wheelhouse um yeah i i'm i'm like 50 50 i think on this i think i'm closer to your side justin about it where I just want them to get to something new and try something because I think there's a good setup here and there's a good team of characters that are gonna be fun and interesting to watch. I just wanted to move forward into something. Check out the next issue. My-
1: Check made out the next issue. <laughs> Jonah
0: and the Unpossible Monsters, number four for Boom Studios, written by Chris and Laura Samney, art by Chris Samney. And this issue we got a big fight scene with a monster Pete, Yeah, you've been loving this one.
2: What do you think? This is great. I love it. There's no annoying words getting in the way of all the action and emotion. You just get to kind of like really experience it with the character. Uh, yeah, um, fun stuff. I We continue to kind of find out more about our uh, little adorable but powerful, uh, you know, character we're following. I would stop short of saying hero because maybe, maybe not. We'll see. You know oh, but interesting,
1: that, you think mm. the monsters are right, well, you never know
2: you know we, uh, you know we're still it's still early on, you know mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see they brought wow, up a to, lot uh, of interesting points,
1: way to reserve judgment <laughs> <But> <laughs> oh, i forward. love
2: I love this comic though I just you know I want that, except for that creepy guy with the last panel at the end, but other than that,
1: I'm on board. Uh, I like this comic a lot as well. We talked about the the old NES video game it reminded us last time. Uh, I want to yeah. give a, maybe a better reference, a comic book reference. It reminds me of Paul Smith's art. Um, if you remember him, he um, drew some X-Men stuff, but a, specifically a book he did with James Robinson called Leave it to Chance, uh, which was sort of a detective book with a girl who had a uh, little dragon, I believe, as sort of a pet. Um, uh, this is fun. I like this book a lot.
0: Good stuff. Next up, Undiscovered Country, number 13, from Image Comics, written by Scott Snyder and Charles Soule, art by Giuseppe Camincoli and Leonardo Marcello Grassi. In this issue, our adventurers, I guess, are headed into a new zone of America. This one is Discovery, I believe. Is that what it is? Sure. Uh,
1: The Undiscovered Country? Uh, Maybe. Could be, oh uh,
0: creativity, I guess, or yeah. something like that. Whatever it is, it's the idea of American creativity. There's, of course, a very dark riff on it that they're playing with here. This series continues to be wildly creative.
2: The zone of possibilities, I think. Is Possibility.
0: What you're... Thank you.
2: Yeah. The uh,
0: what is it? I the that. Country Zone? Is that what it is? <laughs> uh,
1: this book is, I mean, we've talked about this so much. The amount of just ideas at play are is always exciting. But I think as the issues have gone on, they've been able to zero in on some emo, the emotions of the characters and have that be what's driving them into the ideas. And I think the book has, has gotten a lot better. Uh, not that it was bad before, but now it's just driving. We're seeing everything through yep. the lens of the characters. So it's just... It's just a great book.
2: Yeah, it's moving in a great way, and uh, art's unbelievable. This is f- going to be like a fun kind of challenge for them to uh, make it through. I'm a sucker for maps. Uh, you know, Pirate's very topical because it's Psycho Pirate right now, so I'm glad they're very capitalizing topical. on that. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, Pirates are huge right now, and Snyder has uh, just got his finger on the pulse, you know, and Charles Soule is is there too, so it's it's great. <laughs> What a review. Uh, Man, just having some fun. Yeah,
0: having a good time. Uh, I agree with you, Justin. I think there was such a pummeling of information in the first couple of issues here where it felt – I mean, I don't know what it felt like exactly, but it was just like jamming so many things into your brain. It's finally – Settled down, but still adding new ideas all at the same time. Where it's yeah. maybe it's just because we know these folks a little bit now. Even though, frankly, I don't feel like I know them completely at this point yet. Even jumping into the issue, but can you ever
1: know someone completely? Except yeah, for exactly. P, except, exactly for, yeah. except for except Pete. Yeah. Except for except Pete, Pete, who we know, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, completely. No, you completely. don't. You don't In know. It's do. like
0: body and soul.
1: As I know Chris Chris every, little, every little piece of that Pete page. Oh, my God. Every little piece. <laughs> is every creepy. crevice. Every little crevice. That's why <laughs> I, I've been hired as Pete's personal masseuse coming up in the next couple weeks. And I, I'm here for it.
0: It's so weird. All the nooks and cratties. Good luck, number one, from Boom Studios, written by Matthew. Shut me! <laughs> <laughs> Good luck,
2: number one! This is how I transition.
0: I wish I hadn't asked you to turn your volume up. Written by Matthew (laughs) Matthew Urban. Art by Stefano Simeon. This is about a world where luck exists and everybody knows it exists. And in fact, good luck and bad luck have met and ruined most of the world. That's what we're picking up here. This was an intriguing comic uh, concept, excuse me, that was a little hard to hook into at times, though I really liked the art quite a bit. What was your guys take?
1: Oh, I uh, sort of uh, sort of similar to you, Alex, like it felt like super heady ideas and sort of like, OK, how are we going to make this uh, a a real thing for these characters? And then it was like, oh, that's a different way than I would have ever expected. And I, I'm uh, I'm hoping they can really settle into it as we go forward.
2: Yeah, I, I disagree. I really think the creative way that they kind of like. Uh, uh, talk about luck is very interesting. The personification of it is pretty cool, but the art is really leading the way in this story, which I appreciate the character designs are fun. The action is really cool with a different coloring, uh, with kind of like uh, good luck and bad luck and stuff like that. So uh, it's, I, it's, I, found like a, a very interesting and very creative, the way it kind of like, uh, uh, handled all of this information. So I, I thought it was in- enjoyable.
1: Who's been hanging out with you lately? Good luck or bad luck? Oh man, uh, too much bad,
2: not enough good. Oh Pete, that's so yeah. sad. You should take a yeah. vacation. Yeah, thanks, man.
0: Ascender number sixteen from Image Comics, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Dustin Wynn. This issue is giving off big final battle vibes. For this. Yeah series which is huge we are at the planet where tim 21 from the descender series is all of the characters are coming together both the magic and tech characters things are about to go down in a very big way um yeah i i don't know i'm excited to see how this ends but it definitely feels like this has what two
1: maybe three issues left in it at this point (sighs) Well, and they're taking their time with the issues. So, like, uh, like I feel like to see this in the stack, I was like, yes, it's, I feel like it's been a while since I've had some Ascender. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's great. It's one of these comics that we've been reading now from Descender to Ascender for so long. It feels like such an epic journey. And at the same time, when I just hear Driller's a killer, Driller's a real killer, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's all I needed in this issue. And there's yeah. so much more. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I feel like there's so much we're getting in this issue, and re- they're rewarding the readers for kind of following this epic journey in all the right ways. But I, I can't get over the – the art is just so fantastic. The watercolor, the character designs, it's so much fun to kind of read this comic. Uh, they've been killing it, and I can't, I can't wait to see how this wraps up.
0: Love it. Next up, Wonder Woman number 774 from DC Comics, written by Becky Cloonan, Michael W. Conrad, and Jordy Belair, art by Andy McDonald and Paulina Gunasho. We had Becky and Michael on our live show a couple of weeks back where they talked about this title, and we expressed to them that we were excited but a little nervous about the idea of taking Wonder Woman out of the Asgardian afterlife the place that she's Mm -hmm. been in here and bring her back to olympus um i thought this was great though like this shakes it up in a very different way than how they shook things up by throwing wonder woman into the asgardian afterlife but it still changes the mythology it tweaks it and it puts wonder woman in an unfamiliar place uh and that's exactly what this title has been doing all along and uh, i continue to really enjoy it what about you guys
2: Yeah, I, I agree. It's, uh, it's, it was cool to see her back on the Island, you know, like she looks a little bit different and she's got her squirrel buddy there. So it's like, okay, we've been through stuff together. And, uh, I I just think amazing last panel that got me really kind of on board where things are going. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're kind of handling it in such a good way. Um, And, uh, yeah, I I really think the the character designs and stuff has been really fun.
1: It's wild to me what a gear change this issue is, and it's becoming this sort of, like, uh, dead god murder mystery and much more conversational, uh, sort of really pulled back from the, the battle and sort of the, like... Real like uh, it felt like Wonder Woman was just like full of this like youthful energy. And now it's much more like serious, mournful, like, oh, God, I regret that I wasn't here to to deal with it. But still like telling an interesting story. I want to know what happened uh, and giving us art that is like. Like it's very lot of lot of information for a lot of it, and then we get these like stark panels right at the end. That's like, oh, okay, this is sort of epic and mythological in a big way.
0: It this is very early and probably way off base. But my current theory is that what they're doing is they're doing a walk through the different eras of Wonder Woman, and we've got too early to say something like that. It's It's just too early. early. I'm sorry, but (laughs) (laughs) the, the Asgardian arc was very like. Modern Wonder Woman, it felt like, down to the costume. And now we're getting – she's not dressed like Diana. She's dressed like Hippolyta or what has been retcon to be Hippolyta uh, right. later on because of the whole Justice Society timeline nonsense and whatever. So that's what she looks like here. And I think they're giving it more of a classic look while she's at Olympus. So the, jumping very far ahead. But I feel like they're not done potentially, right? Like they got an Olympus arc what's next on the tour through Wonder Woman's history as she continues to tour the afterlife. Is she going to head somewhere else? That's
1: exciting. Yeah. And, and let our, me say, I think they're definitely not done because, um, I again, I don't want to keep reminding you, but there is another issue coming out
0: next What? <laughs> no. <laughs> I finished this and I thought, man, that's done. Yeah. <laughs> man, we covered it all in that one. Yep. <laughs> Home sick, said everything they need to say 774 issues and they're good to go Home yeah. six Pilots number 6 from Image Comics written by Dan Waters art by Casper Wingard this is the second arc of this book picking up off of the damage of the first arc we have our, another new main character the one who has been up against our haunted house pilot here she is figuring out what to do with her new powers and working with the blood shady powers. Blood powers. Working with the shady government organization that is trying to take down the haunted house and ghosts. I love the mythology that they are building up in this book. Yes.
2: Yes. Over to you uh it's it's really insane i mean uh justin has been the the hugest fan since day one so i'm gonna go uh, before him just to build it up a little bit
1: well but you're trying to take the gauntlet from me you're trying to steal uh, the steal um, the crown
2: no i wouldn't i wouldn't do that from you not right off your beautiful but little head there
1: here you are uh, you're going you're going first you talked about it on the live show which as yeah. we all know uh, ca- came before this show
2: Right, it went live show, and then this show. That's what we
1: know. The order—that's order. the, the correct order.
2: Otherwise, you guys wouldn't be doing ridiculous bits about uh, my, my may or may not be, uh, you know, real life. Uh,
1: so, yeah, not sure what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, great. great. But, anyways, I really thought. The choices that they're making with the character in this book is fantastic. Just when you think, like, you get a grasp on, like, oh, this is what's happening, this is why we're, they're doing stuff, they reveal more in such a cool, powerful way. The last panel was bananas great, art's unbelievable, the kind of people stuff, the relationships, really impressive the way they're doing it all. I This is now, like, the top of my poll list. It's really impressive what they're doing with this book
1: yeah i mean i um i love it uh as well i agree with all that stuff and i just want to give a shout out to the art in this issue like the colors are the way they're able to move uh through blues pinks and then all of a sudden on uh, threads and like it, it most comics choose sort of a color palette or motif to mm-hmm. run through an issue or an arc or the whole series and this is like fuck that no we're gonna do whatever we want and it we're works and all. i I, yeah. I we're gonna do it all and I love that.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. I was just uh, taking a quick look. It's Casper Wingard, I believe is um, listed as artists. So probably doing the colors as well. So that's very, that's cool. a
1: dope name too. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Something is killing the children. Number 17 for boom studios written by oh. James time. The fourth art by Werther Del Daria. This is continuing our flashback arc. As we find out how our main character became a monster killer in the first place. Man, I love this, but maybe not as much as Pete. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, well, first off, like 17 issues in, and we're getting the origin story of the main character. Are you effing kidding me? That's unbelievable, but done so well. So great. I, I can't believe that, like, the the heartstrings that they're chug, tugging on here with the main character. You can chugging. say chugging. They're chugging yeah. Yeah, they're heartstrings. They're chugging, chugging heartstrings in this. Uh, <laughs> no, I just feel that, like. I'm so impressed with the the way this story is unfolding, leading with action, leading with all these scary monsters and stuff. And then we're slowly like, oh, there's this crazy organization in the background, like trying to fight monsters. And then like how that's all kind of un- the touching part with the dude who is a dick comes back in and is like, hey, you know, promise me you won't die. I was like, oh, my God, he likes It's going to be all right.
1: It's just oh, it's so great. It's great. I mean, it's uh, great that a main character, is, I mean, the book is called Something's Killing the Children. So clearly this is something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to see that really uh, focused on.
0: <laughs> what? That's
1: what you're going to say? <laughs> no, I do like this book a lot. I like there's been a, a, a subtle art shift, I think, in this uh, flashback arc, which I think is very cool. Um and the tone we're, we're it's like a whole new book now. Yeah. It was like this like dark sort of meditation about murder in this small town, a monster like childhood horror. And now it's very much like a, um, I go to a weird school. Yeah.
0: My one reservation with this is that it didn't feel like much of an ending. Like I got to the end and they say she's going to (laughs) go to this test and it just didn't wrap up in any way. It was weird. (laughs) Yeah. But other than that, I really liked it. It's so great. It's really impressive. Fantastic book. If you'd like to support this podcast, checkmate. Patreon.com slash comic club no. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to broadcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about comic books, iTunes Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, be prepared. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>